Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. real quick. If you don't, it's, it's free on the screen, just for you. So, uh, so if you're holding up your device, your electronic device, uh, if you're on version, I want you in your uh, finger to slide, swipe, get there, turn the page, whatever you got to do to get to the book of 1 John. 1 John. Amen. Love the excitement about God's Word. Amen. The water's warm up here. I can feel it coming off, man. You guys are going to, oh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. I can feel it. First John, not the Gospel of John. There's a Gospel of John uh, in, in about midway there uh, through the Bible, kind of beginning of the New Testament. This is near the end. And uh, so if you're somewhere midways or near the front, wrong book, keep going, turn right and keep going. So First uh, John chapter 4, when you got it, say amen. And uh, if you was wondering, we are also a church that believes in saying amen. I was walking through preschool this morning. I was trying to walk through and just check things and pray over those rooms and those people who's going to be in there. And I saw a sign up in their room, and it said, amen means I agree. That's kind of simple. It's true. And I was like, in preschool, they're teaching them early. Amen means I agree. So if you agree with something I say today, you are welcome to say Amen, because uh, what, I, what I say is the Bible, and that's what I try to say as much of it as I can. So we're going to read this together, verse 9, verse 10, and then we'll pray. First John chapter 4. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us. All right, in this. So what I'm getting ready to say, and what I'm getting ready to read, and you're getting ready to read with me, is in this, that God was manif- the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's just a big old biblical word for he was our sacrifice. He was, he was the one who took our place. He was the one who stepped in there for us. Jesus did that. So again, in this is love. Can we pray, God? We just thank you once again for your love, and uh, we just thank you that you are love. <clears throat> and you sent your son Jesus uh, today and uh, to be a part of our life. And Lord, today, if there's anybody in this room that hasn't accepted your love, let this be the day. Let this be a new beginning for them, Lord. Those of us who love you or in relationship with you. Help us to experience it and see it and get revelation of it in even greater measure today, how much you truly love us. And we just thank you for each person in this room. Thank you for each, each church member, church family. God, thank you for those who may be visiting for the first time. I just declare your blessings over each of them today, God. And I thank you for your word. It's so good, and we love it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor real quick. High five them and say, man, I sure do love you. <laughs> amen. Amen. Oh, we do. We, we, we love you. And uh, we have, um, we're in week number four of a series called No Other Name. And uh, we've been talking about this name, Jesus. 
And uh, man, I tell you, God has been giving us some revelation out of who he is and that Jesus is God in flesh and stepped down, the, the, the God stepping down from heaven and just living with us, being with us, taking our place, as the scripture said earlier, and then headed up to heaven, sent the other part of God and uh, called the Trinity to be with each of us, to live in each of us. And I'm just so thankful for the name Jesus. And we've been seeing a lot Man, about what power there is. And we've been seeing the results of getting revelation of his name. We see that when you get, a, again, the word comes forth. You get a word that gets in your heart. You begin to believe for God for great things. And we've seen him do it. We've seen people, this heart truly turned over to Jesus. And salvation happened and, and new life. We've been seeing a lot about the newness of life take place. And we've seen people that have been sick in body get healed in their bodies. And, and it's all because of what Jesus did for us. And there is, come on, somebody help me no other name come on there is no other name greater than this name jesus and today it's the title of the message if there is one is this there is no other name that can love you more i I, want to kind of settle there's there is no other name that can love you anymore than this name than jesus and god and and uh, love is the word we kind of throw around i got you to just even say that with to your neighbor just a second ago and i hope you said that i hope you really meant it and i believe that you do and and uh, love is a big deal there's been a lot of things written about the word love there's been a lot of books that are written about love there's movies that are written about love and they get this tag on line and their their love and their blogs written about love there's just a lot of things that said about love and and it's and it's interesting sometimes some of those things have i guess maybe best way i know to describe it kind of screwed up our understanding of this word i mean the media has taken that and called things that are not love love and so somehow we do this. We were human, we're flesh, and we, we get in our mindset kind of what love is. And, and then maybe we think this is how it's supposed to be. And what happens is it raises up generations that, that get into places that they should never be in and, and step into areas of their life they should never walk into because they think they know what love is. I mean, seriously, we think we know what this is, but sometimes I will go ahead and say this, and if you don't know Christ, you really don't know love. You don't even understand. You, don't even, you really can't even begin to understand this, and, but we've used in these bad books and these bad movies and all these things that are titled called love have messed up our understanding of this, and then we adopt this mindset, and then we just throw love, but do we really, like the 80s song says, do we really know what love is? I want to know. I want to know, man. I, I mean, the Urban Cowboy, I think that's that movie that was in, but I want to know, man. I want to, it don't even make Urban and Cowboy don't even go together, but I, I want to know what love is. But because of all these things, we've adopted this wrong mindset, and then birthed out of our misunderstanding of love have, be, have come love quotes. So I, I just compiled together, and this, I have fun doing this, and I, I put together my top 10 list of bad love quotes. So y'all just bear with me for just a second. As I just shared my top 10 list of top 10 love bad love quotes, if you've tried this on your significant other, I apologize in advance. Just a little disclaimer. All right, if, if you know, something, wait a minute. She said that to me, that, no, just bad love quotes. This is, true love is not something that comes every day. Follow your heart. It knows the right answer. I may get emotional during this and tear up. I do. Y'all bear with me. Love unlocks doors 
and opens windows that weren't even there before. That's what love would do, guys. Falling in love consists merely in uncorking the imagination and bottling the common sense. What does that even mean? I mean, come on. And what does that have to do with love? I have no idea what that even means. Much less, but that was a love quote. I found it online. You can find anything there. Number seven, love does not care to be defined and is never in a hurry to do so. A tear right there. There are two kinds of sparks. The one that goes off with a hitch like a match but burns out quickly. But the other is the kind that needs time. But when the flame strikes, it's eternal. Don't forget that. <laughs> I, I didn't notice a lot of these were anonymous. I know why. I wouldn't put my name on some of this stuff either, but anonymous quotes. Uh, but if I had to choose between loving you and breathing, I would use my last breath to say, I love you. <laughs> man, we might could put some words, some songs, music to that, and get us a little song going with that, man, and make a recording there. Number four. Take spring when it comes and rejoice. Take happiness when it comes and rejoice. Take love when it comes and rejoice. <laughs> Excuse me. Number three, when you fish for love, bait with your heart, not your brain. <laughs> copy-paste. I didn't write it. Does this make sure I just copy-paste? Number two, it's so easy to fall in love, but hard to find someone who will catch you. Number one, bad love quotes, my love for you is like diarrhea. I can't hold it in. I mean, I, 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 I just, I'm serious. I did, it, I did not write it. I did not write it. Copy, paste. I apologize. I ju, I ju, it had to make the list. It had to make the list, number one, right there. So uh, that was it. That was number one. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Again, a lot of said about love. A lot of things written about love. And, and there have actually there have been some great things written. There, there have been some good books written about love. And, and I would encourage you to do that. I, I mean, to read. If you're in a relationship and you're married or whatever, read books about what love is. And, and, and true books from biblical Christian authors who believe what the Bible says about love. And there was one written, this was back in 19, I believe, 92 when this was written. This was the year my wife and I got married. So just perfect timing. Maybe just a, just revelation was being birthed out of the year 1992. But in that year, 1992, there was a book called The Five Love Languages. Anybody familiar with that book? Some of you read that book. I believe it's a good book. Um, it was written by Gary Chapman, and, and this is kind of what this book talks about. It, it says that every person, each, each, each individual has a love language. It's something they can, they, they express love through this, they receive love through this. This is how somebody who, who they feel like they love can show this. And, and they narrowed it down to five, and I think the, the list is pretty cool. Their, their top five list is better than my top ten list, I promise. And so this is their top five list. It says, number one was words of affirmation. Pretty cool. Uh, that, you know, you, you show your love by words. You speak things. You say to that person, you let them know. Number two is this, it's quality time. 
that you take time, you set other things aside, and you spend time with that individual. And uh, that's how somebody knows or shows that they, they have, they're in love. They have love towards somebody else. Number three is, I believe it's probably the lady's favorite, is receiving gifts. I mean, you know, somebody, can I get a witness? Uh, you know, just, just receiving gifts, giving of gifts. That's how they show that or see that. And uh, number four is, it's acts of service. So you, you show that, but you, you take time and you do serve them in some way, something that they would normally do. You would say, honey, let me take that from you and let me do that for you. It's act of service. And number five, my personal favorite is physical touch. And they say everybody has a top three. They, they say there's usually three that they identify with more. And uh, mine's physical touch, probably physical touch, and physical touch. I mean, if you, if you lay that, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I like, I, I'm a words of affirmation person. I like to say that, and, and I like to tell, tell my wife I love them. And I'm, I'm a quality time person. Probably that's my three, the top three. But they're all there. And so we see that, and, and it, it is a good thing. And I, and I love love languages. And I would encourage you to do this. Learn your spouse if you're married. Learn their love language or, you know, and, and, love, and learn those things and find out what yours is. So if you're ever in a marriage relationship, you know what that is and you can identify with that. It's a cool thing, but I love what Scripture says about love. Again, we don't understand love if we don't understand what Christ did. In John 3, 16 and 17, it's probably two very hugely popular verses, especially the first one. And you could probably say this with me, but I want you to just look and think about this verse today. I love to share this verse. It says that for God so loved the world that he gave. That connection is always there with love. Giving is always there with love. It just flows out of that. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Man, that's so cool. In verse 17, we don't say this much, but I think we should. It says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So just think for a minute. For God so loved the world. Sometimes we think and we get in our minds that God loves us when we become a Christian. And if I, and if I commit and if I join the church and I start being faithful in areas of my life, and I do start serving and I start giving and I, I get connected and I build community around me and, and I'm really reading the Bible every day and I'm talking to him every day. I'm just spending time with him every day. Then God loves me. Ever thought that? I have. I kind of, because some of my heritage, I, I used to read the books and maybe my understanding of Scripture, I would begin to think that if I did a lot of stuff, he would love me more. Now, this is what's cool. All those things that we do for God are great. And again, I believe they flow out of our loving. Again, giving just flows. That connection just happens. But sometimes I think we begin to get the understanding that if we do these things for God, then he loves us. There's people today, they're probably in this room right now who aren't a follower of Jesus because of right now their situation. Let's just be honest. Just be real. It's one thing about this church I love people say about it is it's we're just real. We're family. We just tell it like it is, love on each other, make mistakes along the way, but we try to keep pressing forward. And one of the things is this area here that sometimes we get this mindset and we get this understanding because my life is so messed up, there really is no way he can love me. That's not the Bible. That's not what it says. For God so loved the world 
this is, this is how it works. The world is, is trying to show us, the Bible is trying to show us and represent to us that the world is this, this thing that's so far from him. And, and almost, I would almost even dare to say that it's almost anti-God. It really is. It is the world system, the world's mindset. It takes Jesus out of the equation. It takes God out of the picture. But God so loved the world. So this is it. That tells me there's hope for me. That tells me that if, if, if whatever happens today, that this God is in love with me. And, and you see how if we take him out of the picture, we really can understand love. Because we, we think, and, and, and some of us, we're looking for this. Some of us are really hoping to say, man, honey, baby, God, tell me you love me. If you got a honey, baby, God, tell her you love her. I mean, do that. That's good. But, but here's the deal. There, there is no true love outside of God's love. And it's why we see this so many times. It's portrayed in the media of a lot of times. These people get together and God's not in the picture and, and this thing doesn't last real long and things get ugly and things get dirty because we have to see that God is love. He is love. The scripture we've been in is 1 John 4. Just stay there for a minute. Verse 7 says this. It says, beloved. Beloved means this. Beloved that you are loved. Love that. I love John's, John's writings in the, in the Gospels, man. John really got an understanding of the fact that Jesus loved him. God loved him. He said in the scriptures, man, that, that I am the disciple that Jesus loved. I mean, he would describe himself, talk about himself that way, that this is the disciple that Jesus loved. You can almost look at that sometimes and think that's bragging. Think for just a moment. What, what if we get together and I come up here and today I, I want to introduce the leadership of this church. Hi, my name is Pastor Terry Rogers. I'm the one Jesus loves. And I'm going to introduce these other pastors to you. I'm not sure if he loves them or not. They had to make that decision or whatever, but Jesus loves me. John talked about that. Come on, hear this. He loves me. And we do this. We start as little kids. We end up, Jesus loves me. Man, I thought, that was Paul and Silas moment, man. Chains about fell off. I felt that just. But we teach this early, but sometimes we get away from it. Sometimes we get, you, this little kid who's singing Jesus loves me has never done anything for God. They only have a job yet. Come on, dude. I mean, wiping their tails. We're having to do that. Wipe the snot off. They ain't learned how to do that yet. And we're holding their hands and say, Jesus loves me. When's the last time you said that? When's the last time you stopped in this chaotic, messed up world and you said, man, Jesus loves me. I, I want you just for a second, man. I feel God right now just doing something in this room. Just close your eyes for a second. And I just want you to say this. You might be in this room, and man, you're not even in in any way, in any shape or fashion. You don't even, man, this, you came because somebody's getting baptized. You don't even maybe want to be here. But listen, he loves you. So I want every person in this room with their hands, but eyes closed just for a second. Just, just say, Jesus loves me. Come on, just say that to yourself. Let that encourage you for just a minute. That Jesus, he loves me. I mean, he said that he 
loves me. The scripture says in 1 John 4, 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And, and there's a lot of times, and I'm just one of those guys that, that really tries to encourage and, and challenge. And, and man, I, I, I really want us to walk this thing out, what God's done for us. And, and, and because, again, he tells us in scriptures like this to love one another. And I say this a lot. And, and I'm telling people, man, let's just don't hear this. Let's do it. You guys are stepping up. Most Every testimony you heard today was people saying when they were getting ready to join this church through membership that, man, I felt love here. Man, this church loves me. Man, they love me. And I'm telling you, I'm going to preach that until Jesus comes back that we need to love each other. But I'm also going to preach this. Jesus loves us. We sing songs and we should, man. God, I love you. I love you. I love you. But, man, think for a second. It's because he loves us. Verse 8 says that he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So no other name is love. No other name can love you more. Verse 9 says that in this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Verse 10, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. Man, he loves us. And if we do love him, every bit of that flows out of his love for us. And I'm so thankful that he loves us. And there's no way outside of what he's done for us that we could love him. But I do feel this in my heart. If we really get this understanding of how much he loves us, we'll fall more in love with him. We will love each other. We'll do all those things. But some of you in this room right now, I want you to know, man, that he loves you. He loves you. Pastor, you going to say it again? Yes. He loves you. Because so many times we come into this room, we don't respond because we don't think we're worthy to respond. And I, I sat down, and, and Friday night, man, a great football game, man. Hillcrest beat Malden for the first time in seven years, man. What a, man, what a tremendous victory that was. But I love God appointments. I love them. And they're all around us. And God set it up, man, Friday night. He put me beside a young man. He was a high school junior. And this high school junior, I've never met this kid and, and, and didn't know who he was, but we just began to talk to one another and we just began to share with one another and we began to talk and he was asking me some things about what I believe and I began to share the gospel with him. He, he shared with me, he has a belief system that he's being brought up in and, and I didn't do drilling him and coming against him and try to smack him down for what he's being taught. But I just started telling him stuff in between cheering for Hillcrest, man, cheering for my girl and, 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 and cheering that team on. I would stop and I would tell him, you know, man, just Jesus, man, loves us. He just started grinning. He started smiling. And we started talking. And I asked him this question. I said, well, what you believe, do you believe that there is this actual encounter that you asked Jesus to come in and ask him to be the Lord of your life? And, and you kind of accept him. And I was trying not to use words that didn't make sense to this kid because he didn't know. I mean, so, but we had this conversation. And I'm telling him, and he said, yeah, I guess we, we have this, and we call it something else. And, and I didn't even want to go into their belief system, what they do. But he says, this is how this happens for us. We start taking these classes. 
And then we go and we take these classes and we got to read these certain books. And, and then when we read these certain books, we take these tests. And then after we take these tests, and then they believe that we're okay and we're ready and, and we'll be talking. And then we make this decision. And, and I guess it's kind of the closest thing to salvation that they had. And, and he began to sell this stuff. And I was just listening. And I was like, man, that's interesting. And, and I asked him a couple of other questions. And he just began to tell me. And I said, well, you know something? Here's what I believe. I believe that Jesus did this for me. He took all the tests. He didn't just read the book. He wrote the book and is the book that I'm reading. And I begin to tell him about this. And, and, and I begin to say, and it's because of what he did that we can be saved. And, and here's all we have to do is, I, I don't have to do all that stuff. And, and I just believe that simply it is a gift. You know why I do? And this I call him dude. You know why I do? Because, man, he loves. He took it in. And I did this. I said, here's what I want you to do. man. I gave him a card. I said, call me. Text me. If you want to sit down and talk, man, I, I just love talking about what he's done in my life. I said, because I don't know where I would be without him. And it's simply because he loves me. You know, that's the, that's the gospel. That's what we term in the church. We call the gospel. It's what Jesus told us to preach. He said, go in all the world, preach the gospel, preach the good news. You know what the good news is? Good news is he loves us. That's great news. And so many times, again, we push it, and it is out of that, that flow that we love him. But the good news is this. It's that God loves man. He loves the world. And if you would today, I'm telling you, if you would grab hold of the concept of how much God loves you, man, you would walk into a new place. You could do so much if you just begin to see this. And some, again, we get our understanding of, of the Scripture sometimes, and we read it with our world mindset. And we think that, man, we're going to do these things, and we're going we're gonna to really know what love is. We don't even know what it is if we don't know Him. Some of you are struggling today in your home. Here's what I want you to do, man. Let God love you. Let him love you. I mean, fall in love with him. Out of that, you'll love your kid better. Some of you struggling trying to love your kid, and I know that's a struggle sometimes, man, and, and that's a tough situation, but, man, let God love you. Some of you struggling loving your family members, and some of them are sitting here today because somebody getting baptized, but you deep down inside, you struggling to love. Let him love you, and out of that love, man, you'll just love him more. That's what happens. We, begin, we see this, but then we'll adopt and we'll look at scriptures like 1 Corinthians 13, which I love. It's a great, great verse and great little, great little chapter to read on the book on, on the subject of love. And we read this a lot of times in weddings. I don't know how many I've read uh, this at weddings, and it's good and it's true. And, and we adopt this sometimes. This is how we're supposed to love and how we're supposed to do these things. And verses 4 through 8 says this, that love suffers long and it's kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. I mean, he's doing pretty good in that area right now. Let's keep going. Verse 5, <laughs> does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, and is not provoked. It thinks no evil. How you doing in that one? Verse 6, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they'll fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And I get up and I look at a bride and a groom and say, all right, have fun with that one. Hope that works out for you. All righty then. I mean, I just, I mean, again, all right, kiss her and go home and do all this stuff. Yeah, y'all be in my office next week. 
Next week, trying to walk this thing out. It's because, again, we can't do it without him. We just can't. And again, this love, this is talking about, this is agape love. I don't want to just, you know, let y'all see how smart I am all in one sentence, you folks. You know, I don't want to, you know, scare you. But, man, this is the word agape. Well, I love words in the Bible, and some of them are, are physical love, and some of them are like a brotherly love. But agape is a God kind of love. That's what this is. So this is saying this, that you can't even love you, there's no way. If you don't have the God kind of love in your life, you can't love any of these ways. There's no way you can do any of these things. But the greater the understanding of God's love, the greater we can love. And as we love and as we see that in the scriptures today, I just want you to get this, that he loves us. Paul, man, one of the greatest writers, I mean, tell you, he just wrote so much of the New Testament that we read. He got it, man. He got an understanding of what love is. He saw this. He got this from his, his things that he went through. And he, he says that in one of, probably one of the most important scriptures that we read a lot of times, Christian people say that, man, we're more than conquerors. Is that not cool? That we're more than conquerors. We're all these things. But you know what he says right after that, Romans 8, verse 38 and 39. After he was talking about all the stuff that he went through, man, Paul was beat, put in jail. He was just, uh, he went through so much stuff, persecution for what he believed. He went through, oh, man, bad day for Paul because of what he went through. But listen to what he says in verse 38. He says, for I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded that neither life, come on, hear this, that nor death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a pretty big list. And I'm going to simplify this and say it this way for us, who, who sometimes really need to get it. Nothing. Nada. Not a thing. Zero. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Huge. Big deal. Nothing can separate us from his love. You know, God can't right now, he can't love you more and he won't love you less. Well, he is God. I guess he can do whatever he wants to. If he wants to love you more, he can. He made that decision. But I think he's already pretty secure in that. He loves you right now. And there today, he has poured everything out. He loves you so much. And there's no way. I can just say it. Here's no way he's going to love you any less. What should I do then? Grab hold of it. What I need to mean, all right, so I want to get in this thing, man. He, all this stuff you're talking about, you're saying that he does this. Well, should I sign up? I mean, should I get baptized today? Should I, should I go through the new members class? And should I sign up for it? Yes, do all that stuff. That's awesome. That's why many of you are here because all the people who have accepted God's love and walking that thing out through faith. That's why you're here. But here's what I want you to do is if you never have done this, just say, man, I need that. That's what I want. I need that in my life. I need God's love. He, you mean he loves me right now. Some of you know what you did last night. And you're saying, that's, nah, no, it's not possible because, man, I, I went this route. He loves you. I'm preaching way better than you acting. <laughs> I, I remember, remember, amen means I agree. Yeah, 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 okay. I mean, if I feel like maybe I should smack y'all around a little more like I used to. I don't know. If I need to do that, let me know, man. I'll do whatever it takes. But listen, he loves us. 
You, you, you're telling me, you mean I come into this room today and I had all this stuff? He loves you. And this is how I love what God did. And that's why I think that book, The Five Love Languages, is pretty cool. Because God did this for us. He wanted to make sure you knew he loved you. So I was just reading through the list, and it just hit me that God fulfilled every love language for us. He's, he's every one of them. So he did this, words of affirmation. You know what the words of affirmation are? Congratulations, right answer, the Bible. He gave us the Bible cover to cover. If you read this book, it is slam full of his promises and how much he loves us. And so through the, every word of affirmation, he said, I'm going to write this. And some of us read this and say, man, if I read that, then help me love God more. Here's the deal. He loves you. So through words of affirmation, through every way that he could, it's why he did it. His Bible says that the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh. How much more words of affirmation can you get than God stepping out of heaven, coming to earth, and actually being those words of affirmation for us? And he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to heaven and just pray for you. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to let you have my book, me, called the Bible. Slam full of words of affirmation, how much I love you, man. That's what he did. And then he said this, quality time. Quality time. Remember, again, he, he fulfilled every love language. This is what he said. I'm going to spend some quality time with them. He, he saw what happened to us. He saw what we did. He saw what our, our father, Adam, did back in the day and, and our first mother, Eve. And, and he saw the sin that was there. He knew the separation that took place. And he said this, I want to spend some quality time with my, my, my people. I, I know I need to do this. So Jesus, again, fulfilled this. No other name loves you more. Stepped out of heaven and spent some quality time. He spent 33 years here, but here's what he did. When he left, he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit I'm going to send the Holy Spirit because I was just one man and who came and did this. And so, hey, wait a minute. I figured this thing out. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, another part of God, and I'm going to send him to come and be with you. And through the Holy Spirit, every person in this room can spend quality time with him every day. That's what he wants to do. He fulfilled his love language through that. And the third is this, receiving gifts. He sent his greatest gift you could ever receive, his son Jesus. He so loved you that he gave. He gave this gift to us. And, and number four is acts of service. And again, he, it's the scripture's just full. When Jesus was here, he stopped what he was doing. He took a towel, Bible says, and he wrapped it around himself. And he got down and began to wash the disciples' feet. And the scripture says, man, he didn't come to be served, but he come to serve. So in every way, through acts of service, he did this. Remember that big word, propitiation? That's him serving us, getting up on the cross, dying in our place for our sins. It was him through the love of Jesus, fulfilling his love language. He steps up and does this. And number five is my personal favorite, physical touch. And this book is slam full. Read the Gospels. Look at what Jesus did. It's almost like every situation he would come in. He spoke the word sometimes, and that was all it took for people to get what they needed. But so many situations, you would see Jesus stop what he was doing and reach down and just touch. You know who he would touch? The coolest people. <laughs> 
in the temple. That's who he had touched. He, he touched the big tithers. He touched the big givers. He touched You know, he touched lepers. Not leopards. Lepers. <laughs> lepers. He might have touched a leopard. I don't know. But he, he, he you know, man, leper was the most equivalent thing we could have was be like a full-blown AIDS today. That's our biggest understanding of that. That, I mean, it was just completely bodied, messed up. Parts fell off of them because of the sickness. This was a rough thing. This was the stuff. These guys would have to do this. They would have to come. When they're walking down the city, somebody who has leprosy would have to walk down the city yelling and screaming, unclean! And everybody else was grabbing their kids and hide your kids and hide your wife. And, and I mean, they just tucking them all behind them and, and get away, get away. Don't do it because he's got unclean. If some of us was real, and if we were honest today, we would have to stand up and you know say unclean. But you know what Jesus would do? He touched them. They brought people to him that was caught in the middle of worse sins, man, messed up. And the stuff in the scriptures that these guys by law would have to be stoned and killed and destroyed. He was stopped, reached down, Bible says. He touched, he touched dead and life came. He touched sick, healing came. He touched those that's full of sin and salvation came. In every way that, that, he, that he could, he showed them through the love language of Jesus that he loves us in this room right now. I'm going to close with his scriptures. Gary comes up. and 1 John 4, 9 and 10. We read it in the New King James. And I just want to close with it today in this, in this thing called the message. It's a paraphrase of the Bible. It's a, kind of like a translation to sense. But it says this in verse 9. It says, this is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away for our, of our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. Do you understand this today? Our sin has damaged our relationship with our father. So what happened? The sin that started in the Garden of Eden, it, that sin damaged our relationship. And Jesus did this. I want to restore it. And so he did this, I, I, I'm going to send my son Jesus. And he came and he did this for us. He loves you more than you'll ever know. More than we'll ever comprehend. Remember, we can't understand and comprehend the highest depth. No way will we actually be able to ever fully grasp us until we get to heaven. And then I believe we'll stop and say, man, you really did. You really did love me. <laughs>